0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs had some very tough choices to make this week. Uh, you know, coming up with a 53-man roster. It can't be easy for the front office. It can't be easy for the coaches, but they did it. Um, some of the guys, I was surprised they waved. Shane Bouchelle got waved.
1: He was the one who uh, I think surprised me the most, but it's it's a waiver deal, which means that if another club doesn't claim him on waivers, he can come back. So I think there's there's room for maneuvering there. Uh, I think Bouchelle's a good quarterback, and I think he fits the role as a backup. But we'll see. Uh, some of the others, though, I didn't I didn't really find any major surprises. What surprised you? Um,
0: you know, I was sad, uh, Derek Gore got uh, put on the waivers uh, because again, I thought he had a really good preseason. Um, The one that I was really sad was Tim Ward because I thought he had a great preseason.
1: He did. He played very well on defense, but Evidently he would be extra room on that team and again, don't count them out yet. That's it, true
0: because you're right. It waivers different than being released, which brings me to my next point and that is Marcus Kemp released and Dieter released, which those two guys I it breaks my heart. I mean you see it you see the depth they have and the competition. On that wide receiver front. But I mean, you know, you, you see these guys every year and year out trying so hard, and you you, you, got, you can't help but root for them. You know well, what I mean? Of
1: course. But keep in mind that these guys have been around. They've been yeah. in the NFL. Heck, uh, Dieter, it was Alabama guy, yeah, for heaven's sake. He'd been around for uh, five years. And uh, th- when you get into a situation like that, you have to understand your career in the NFL is going to be limited unless you're a superstar. And yeah. of those guys was they may again sign on with somebody else, maybe, but I would think the chances are pretty pretty slim. Now,
0: another thing that did sur- surprise me because we talked about this yesterday before they made the announcement of the 53 man roster, and that was what are they going to do with Kyle Long because he hasn't done anything, but they put him on the pup list, which I was kind of surprising. I mean, it makes more sense that you would hold on to uh, offensive lineman down the road with that, but he can't play for the first six weeks.
1: Six weeks, and probably not this season. This guy's injured. This this is uh, Howie Long's son, Kyle Long, and he has a history of injuries. It isn't just something that happened with the Chiefs. When they got him from the Chicago Bears, they knew he was damaged goods. They're taking a chance with him, goes out, and I think he pulled a hamstring or something like that. And he is the type of guy who doesn't recover real quickly, but you're right, he's on the pup, which is the Physically unable to perform. Okay, I've been on that restaurant. Number of <laughs> hey, man,
0: let's not get too personal this morning, all right? Let's not, uh, oh my God, the phone's already ringing. Um, so, you know, we did mention, though, you know, some of these players that uh, were just w- out for six weeks. Hey, <laughs> hey, you can't, use, uh, just six, six weeks. Okay, well, like all right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm not answering the call, guys. It's not happening. Um, so, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs, you got me off topic now. The Chiefs, uh, as we mentioned uh, when we're talking about the 53-man roster, some of those guys get waived. If they do not get picked up, they do have the opportunity to come back, be on the practice squad, which is something the team could, you know, they, they get moved around a lot sometimes. When do they make that announcement? They start
1: uh, signing players today. Okay, good. A little bit later on this afternoon, they'll begin. I think it's a 24-hour period you can form your a practice squad. That way, players who don't make it can maybe sign on with somebody else. There are all sorts of maneuvers that can be made, and and the general squad, the 53 players who are on there now, that may change before kickoff. I have to remember there are a lot of very good players who were cut from their respective teams for whatever the reason might be. Did they not fit into the scheme of things? Was their salary too high? There's there's so many factors, and the Chiefs may look at that and say, hey. We can get thus and such and so-and-so, and he can help. We'll have to cut thus and such and so-and-so. So, and so. so it, it's very fluid the way this works.
0: And uh, and it, it goes that way, honestly, throughout the entire season. Sure. I mean, if you really watch it. Um, now, speaking of which, uh, football, we
1: might get some college football tonight. Is that yeah, right? We do. Rather interesting matchup because it's a 1A against a 1AA, and that doesn't usually make national television, but it will tonight because it's the only game. So they have no choice. Alabama Birmingham from Conference USA will play Jacksonville State from Alabama, which is a one double A team, and Mike, a very good one double A team. Their members are former members of the Ohio Valley Conference. They're changing their conference this year and joining the Atlantic Sun, which has incorporated football now. And mm-hmm. there are four new teams in there. Anyway, the game is going to be played on neutral site at the Crampton Bowl. In Montgomery, Alabama, that's where they're going to play. The city of Montgomery wants some kind of a kickoff to the football season, some kind of a celebration after having had Ida in there. That's what I was getting ready to say. What's that place look like? Well, I don't think that it's been severely affected by it because the game, the last I checked, was still there. And that's tonight. And, of course, it's national television, so you make every effort to get that on. But those are the two teams that play tonight. Then tomorrow night, some really good games. I know you're pissed off. Bonnaroo got canceled this weekend. I know it, yeah. it just
0: yeah, he, it, Ned was about ready to go camp and party for four days. <laughs> I was up here at the station a little bit later uh, yesterday afternoon when I got word that the Cardinals game was going to be rained out. Last Ida anyway. Yeah, I mean, Ida's covering like half the country right now. Um, So the plan is
1: a doubleheader today, is that right? That is correct, and that kind of bothers me for a couple of reasons. Number one, it puts a lot of pressure on these teams this late in the season. But number two, I am not personally not a big fan of seven-inning games. No,
0: it's uh, definitely an interesting—well, unless your team wins both.
1: (laughs) Well, it changes the strategy for uh, both teams— and it changes your pitching rotation. Well, in the case of the Cardinals, Miles Michaelis and J. A. Happ will be the starting pitchers. But you know, Schilt has his parade to the bullpen. It's seven innings now instead of nine. So how's that going to be affected? That's number one. And number two, seven innings is not really fair to your paying audience, in my opinion. They pay tickets for nine innings, a nine-inning game. So do you reduce the, uh, the price of the tickets? <laughs> not hardly. So you're, you're, you're kind of not being fair, at least in my opinion. So as a result, I hope, under this new contract, which will be established, I hope, on December 1st or in and around that time period, that that's removed and they go back to nine any games again.
0: We'll see what happens. But uh, as everything else is going, baseball is constantly changing. Yes. Uh, as you could probably say the same thing with the Royals. They've been hot, but yesterday, not so much.
1: Uh, Cleveland Indians, about to be the Cleveland Guardians, are pretty good baseball team and they're in the hunt for a playoff berth cleveland beat the royals seven to two jake Junis had the start for kansas city he's been sporadic this year's had some good outings and then some not so good but wasn't uh, very good last night and he was beaten around pretty good by the indians who got off to a, a good lead in this ball game seven two cleveland wins they'll play again tonight
0: well uh it's you know we've, we've known for a while royals are out but you know what you got to keep coming back to. They do look good for the future, and we'll see what happens next season. But I think they're going to do some good things if they can keep it together. Um, speaking of keeping it together, did the top seeds in the U.S. Open keep it together last night? They
1: did indeed. Ashley Barty uh, actually played yesterday afternoon, and she was a straight set winner. Although her second set went into sudden death overtime, where I, I call it sudden death. It's a seven six win. You play the the extra set, and the winner comes out. And then uh, Novak Djokovic played a player, uh, uh, an opponent with whom I wasn't familiar, Holgar Runa. Holgar gave Novak a pretty good battle. He's a Danish player, and uh, he won the second set. So Novak said, enough of this, and went on to win three sets to one. Novak Djokovic is going for the tennis grand slam. That's the championships of all four of the majors this year. He was hoping to have the golden slam which is also winning the Olympic gold medal, but he did not do so. He was beaten in the Olympic Games over in Tokyo. But hey, the uh, pro uh, Grand Slam is attainable, and that's what he hopes to get.
0: The golden gr- Grand Slam. Not y- pretty many people y- do that. <laughs> you tennis players come up with the wildest <laughs> stuff, man. You have a great Wednesday, sir. I'll see you tomorrow.